Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Jam-packed on a Monday. We've got CFP chaos. We've got the end of not one but two legendary eras. And we've got Mike White, who might just create as many problems as he solves. It's a Monday. Let's do it. Here we go. Only one place to start. Well, the one place to start is that it is a delight to have my buddy Dominique Foxworth in on a Monday. You were accustomed to hearing him on this show and seeing him on Get Up, usually on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. But you were nice enough to make your way up for a special Monday visit in the absence of Rex Ryan today. So I I appreciate what you think of the Monday energy today. I loved it. And... uh... Where is Rex? Is he coming back? Rex is in, uh, I, I believe he went to the World Cup, which that's, that's one of the great upsets of all time. <laughs> now, right now, I have two friends who are at the World Cup. One of them is Rex Ryan and the other is Jalen Rose. <laughs> you tell me which of those is the greater surprise. It's definitely Rex. It's 100% Rex. But I'm happy he went there because I could come here and I'm having a great time. I'm somewhat surprised that Jalen is there, to be honest with you as well. But that's neither here nor there. Okay, let's dive in. A million different things to get to with the football here. I, I said... I'll just do a quick thing on the Mike White because I have many other things I want to get to with you. But as far as Mike White and the thing with the Jets yesterday, you just heard me say on some level, he creates as many problems as he solves, which is making an assumption. And the assumption that I'm making in saying that is that ultimately the best thing that could happen to the Jets is that the guy they picked with the second pick in the draft last year still winds up being their future. That's That feels to me like the best case scenario, because the alternative to that, any alternative to that is you made a mistake at number two on a quarterback. Now, if Mike White winds up being outstanding, then obviously that isn't bad news, but that doesn't feel that likely to me. Yeah, so I'm surprised that you are getting caught up in draft position. Like, with the change, since the CBA changed in, uh, I guess it was 2011, yeah. the first-round pick, you're not as tied to as once as you once were. And a team like the Jets that have never really had a great quarterback that they can call their own, they might have one, or at least a good one. I think what you want at this point is competent quarterback play, and I'm so shocked that I'm hearing this from you. I heard it from Brandon, another uh, Jets fan around here. Hearing yep. this from a lot of Jets fans is their excitement is a bit – like tempered where it's like last week you would have done anything for a guy that can be reasonably good. You got him now and you're worried about what decision you're going to make next season. Well, no, but, but uh, here's the only reason I say that because you take Zach Wilson hoping that you could finally be right. like I've said many times, I can't imagine what it must be like to root for the chiefs. Yeah. Like, I just don't know what that would be like. Yeah. Well, what you, every single week you're like, oh, what what incredible thing is my guy going to do now? I just can't wait to sit back and watch it. And having a very solid game manager at quarterback, which I think is what Mike White's ceiling probably is, uh, if he was going to be Patrick Mahomes, I, I can't imagine that teams would have bypassed him as much as they have. I, the Tom Brady's of the world come along once in a century for a reason. Exactly. Do you realize how ridiculous you sound? Tell me, please. You, I'd love to be disabused of this notion. You're yearning for Patrick Mahomes. You're not getting him. There's one. But but I thought we took him. I mean, every, no, you didn't. going into the draft. But Dominique, that's why he was the you, second pick in the draft because he makes all these off off platform throws. He does all these things. It's Mahomes again. He was the second pick in the draft, Dominique. I got. It, but he ain't that good. And so, like, you you have to have accepted that by now. He's never going to be that good. He's never going to be. 
Like, it seems like far-fetched and, 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 to me. They should on, be willing to give up on that now? I'm, I'm asking. I'm not absolutely. A, you should have, I'm not saying that they should give up on it, but they should certainly be willing to. There's nothing tying you to this. Just because like this feels like the definition of the sunk cost fallacy. Like, you get yourself in trouble, keep pretending like, well, we draft him so high, he must be this good. No, sometimes you make mistakes in the draft. I'm not saying that Zach Wilson is that mistake, but hoping that he's going to turn into something that he has not shown one glimpse that he can be is an outrageous proposition. Move on from him. Maybe you can be the Buccaneers. You can win a Super Bowl by bringing in an a aging quarterback. Like, you have to find a way to win it. The Chiefs model, it's great if you could do it. Yeah, <laughs> but, it's a miracle. Yeah. Like a miracle befell yeah. them. Yeah. That's, that's what happened. He was, a, was he, 15th pick? Uh, Mahomes? Yeah, 12th or something. He yeah, was in slightly teams. earlier. He went ahead. He wound up going ahead of uh, Deshaun yeah. uh, Watson, who was going to come back this week. Okay, I'll have a lot more to say about the Jets as the show continues. But let's let's dive into a bunch of other stuff with you as we can here as we've got Nick in studio. And we're presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive offers a great price and around-the-clock protection when bundling home and auto. It's one of those rare times where you could save money and get something great. Bundle today at Progressive.com. Zach Wilson's idol is Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. If it were up to you, would Ro- has Rodgers taken his last snap of this season in Green Bay? Absolutely. I mean, I... Sit I, him down. Yeah. I think that at this point, it has to be in conjunction with his own desires because you know that Aaron Rodgers can be a bit fickle and emotional and you don't want to upset him. But I do think that there is nothing else to be gained from Aaron Rodgers going out there at this point. Like, you're putting him at risk. And your future is tied to Aaron Rodgers. I understand this idea that maybe Jordan Love is going to turn into something. But if you're going to win a Super Bowl next year, it's going to be on the arm of a healthy Aaron Rodgers. He's not. He doesn't need the reps to get better. You know, like this is not there's nothing to be gained from this going forward. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Sit him down. Get him healthy for next year. Any foolishness about moving on from him, I think, is absurd. He's a back to back MVP. He has a rib issue. He has a thumb issue. And he had a receiver deficiency issue early in the season. All those things can be addressed in the offseason. And some of them already been addressed. It feels like they found a receiver in Watson. He's balling right now. The defense is super talented but not living up to it. Address those issues in the offseason and make another run at it. And then maybe you make another decision going forward. You've said that to me many times, how talented you think this Packers defense is. But at some point, they just never play like yeah. it. What, they give up 300? And, how many yards rushing did they give up last night? And that segues me to the Eagles, um, who are 10-1. and one. They have the best record in the National Football League, and they have a star young quarterback. I give you the credit. Before the season began, they were your Super Bowl pick from the NFC. Yeah, and they still look pretty good. I think that the issues with their running game are certainly concerning, but I think we get... When you say that, meaning their defense, yeah, they, run sorry, defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They have no issues offensively running the ball. Right. That's outstanding. They ran it for 363 last night. Incredible. And they, they throw the ball well, and they put their defense in bind. It seems like a well-coached team with a very smart quarterback. They understand, because they don't want run complex, tricking people schemes. They run simple schemes, but they force you to stop one thing. And once you stop that one thing, they recognize that you are weaker in other areas. Then they attack those areas with simple concepts. And they just just moving around the board, doing that the entire hand, making you chase them the entire game. And they have the talent at all positions to be able to do that. On the defensive side of the ball, they're – inability to stop the run is a minor concern to me. Like mm-hmm. it's getting blown out of proportion in my view, because they have no other weaknesses for us to point to, but yes, 
in a perfect world, you'd love to stop the run. You'd love to stop the pass. You'd love to stop everything. But in the way football is played these days, <laughs> eliminating explosive plays is the most important thing you can do on defense. They are second best in the league at that. So, yes, people are going to run the ball. And I think there's a chance that some of those things can be connected. If you are worried about big-time big passes, you'll have fewer people in the box. Your defensive linemen will rush the passer on, on downs when they, may sh- when they should be like stopping the run. But you know what happens if you are not in your gap as mm-hmm. a defensive lineman on running play? Mm-hmm. You give up an eight-yard run. You know what happens if you miss an assignment in the secondary? You give up a 35-yard pass, and it seems like they give that up much less likely than <laughs> they give up the others. So, so an explosive play, let's dive into that a minute because because you're – um, one of the former players that I have here regularly who you do s- subscribe to the idea of a lot of the different analytics, which yeah. I know a lot of players just sort of dismiss out of hand. Um, so an explosive play is 20 yards or more? Yeah, 20. I think, yeah, we'll go. I think it's 20 for is runs. Is that what the definition yeah, of it is? Yeah, I think it's 20 for runs and maybe 25 for passes. But either way, some, it's a big play. So, so what you're telling us is that in the modern era of football, that eliminating those is more important for a defense than it is to the old thing we've always said, stop the run, got to stop the run first. No matter what else happens, stop the run first. You're saying eliminating the, um, the, the explosive plays is more important than that. Absolutely. And when you say the word analytics, people like the hair stands up on the back of their neck and they get all defensive. But I think when the way that I put it is very simple. is like, what would you rather happen? Give up an eight-yard play, give up a 25-yard play. That's the difference, and that's what, like, most right, drives. three or four eight-yard plays adds up to the right. same thing, and then your that's defense fine. That's gets fine. worn out. That's and- fine. Three or four eight-yard plays adds up to the same thing. Right. True. But at some point, if they have to do it three times, there could be a mistake. There could be a holding call. There yeah. could be a penalty. There could yeah. be a fumble. Like, forcing teams to do that over and over again against your players is a lot harder than giving up big chunks. And I think that the risk-reward for, like, we're going to stop the run, we're going to stop the run, uh-oh, we got beat over the top because we're loading up the box. That's like I feel like the, the risk is much too high to be too focused on it. Like you want to stop it. I get it. When it gets cold, when it gets windy, you're going to need to stop the run. I understand all that. But I think what's more important is you don't want somebody to break off a 25-yard run or throw a 35-yard pass. Greeny and Nika in our studio. So let me ask one more on this just because I find this stuff fascinating. The, the, the generation of or creation of turnovers, mm. is that – Sometimes I feel like you, yeah. I feel like you're saying it's kind of a fluke. Is that a fluky like like the yeah. Cowboys force a lot of turnovers last year? Yeah, is that a fluky thing? I think it's not completely fluky, but it's sometimes random. So like people fumble, where the ball bounces and who grabs it, it's not something you can practice and right. be good at. But like, interceptions don't feel random yeah. to me. No, I think sometimes those feel a little bit random. Also, they I do. think so. Tip balls, like some of those things, change the game. Right, sack fumbles. Like, sometimes you get a sack and they fumble, sometimes they don't. Right. So, like, I think basing your plan around we're going to create a lot of turnovers, like, yeah, you can do things that make it more likely, but those things normally are risk- riskier. So, I do think that it's somewhat random, and it's a little bit based on talent and scheme. So, if you play a lot of man press, you're not going to get a lot of interceptions because your corners aren't, aren't um, looking for the ball. Now the free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help you troubleshoot the likely cause of your pesky check engine light for free and help you save time and money down the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone with AutoZone. One more thing. I learned something about you today. My friend Dominic Foxworth, who I, I generally would not have expected this. But at different times today, you told me you feel bad for uh-huh. Zach Wilson and you feel bad for Russell Wilson, who are the two players in the NFL right now, I think, who are just being piled upon. Yeah. By their own fans 
at times by their own teammates. How could you not feel bad for them? Like, I think this is the point that I was trying to make to you in the meeting this morning, why I feel bad for them. And like, I'm not interested in piling on them is they don't got nowhere to turn. And it's like the one thing I remember, like when I had bad games and like I played in Baltimore and Denver and Atlanta, not in New York City. Right. But when I had a bad game, I could still go in the locker room and my guys had my back. They loved me. They had gone through bad games. They had similar things, similar experiences. They're like, that's all right. You're good. We're going we're gonna to be with you. Can you imagine having nowhere to turn in New York City where it's like even the locker room you go into, the stadium you play in, they're chanting your backup's name. Yeah. Your, your teammates are jumping on them and shaking them around and jostling them because they love them. And you walk in that locker room and everyone gets quiet. And they look at you, and you're standing off of the side in your hoodie. Like, it just feels terrible. And the same thing for Russell, where it's like, it's so much hype around it. And his teammates are yelling at him. It just, it feels so disconnected from everything. And I know people say, but it makes so much money. Like, eh, no matter how much money you make, that doesn't change the fact that if you're unhappy in your professional life, and that bleeds into your personal life, it's a tough life to live. I understand what you're saying. But the, the, the larger point I would make in response is that, if Russell Wilson is an old enough person right now that I don't know if this applies to him, but certainly for Zach Wilson, because mm-hmm. I've never been through anything yeah. like this either, but I've mm-hmm. been in high profile circumstances yeah. where I was getting a lot of criticism. And what I would say is if you, if the first question you ask is not, what did I do mm-hmm. to put myself in this position? The, the, the people who never get it, yeah. Are the ones who, when they're in that situation, say, well, he did that, and she did that, and they did that, and that's not fair, and I couldn't. And if you, if you approach this from the standpoint of what did I do mm-hmm. to put myself in this position, then you have a chance to actually make it wind up being a good thing that it happened. Agreed. And it's a hard thing to do because when you're getting shot at from all directions and it feels like that, your immediate response is to protect yourself, not right. also start shooting at yourself. No, right. Like, which is what, that's kind of what you're asking him to do is to be like, yeah, you guys are right. But to your point, I think, yes, that's the only way out of this. It's a hard thing to think of. And it's not necessarily because, and I think this is what I would say to Zach, is it doesn't mean that they're right. And it doesn't mean that you're wrong, that you can blame other people, but you can't control any of them. They're not going to change. So the question isn't what have I done to get myself in this situation as much as it's what can I do to get myself out of this situation? All right, Dominique Foxworth, a man who finds himself with a day free in New York City right now. Who knows what might happen? Day free? They work the hell out of us, Granny. I got to record a bunch more stuff. Perhaps (laughs) not a day free in New York City one way or the other. Thank you for doing this, my man. I appreciate it greatly. Uh, Coming up, my thoughts on the man who now consumes my every waking thought and more as we roll on on this Monday on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, 
Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Greenies Takes. All right, the assembled members of the hashtag crew have assembled around me. We've got Bubba and Nuno in Bristol, and Hembo is here with me in New York as I give you my top five takeaways from yesterday, the Sunday in the NFL. Number five. Uh, Trevor Lawrence had the best day of his career, and for the first time as a pro, showed you why everyone is so excited about him. And it was a good reminder to me that at some point, I need to pump the brakes on evaluation. And I know that part of that is, you know, we're sitting here having the Zach Wilson conversation, but look at the top two quarterbacks in that draft class. And they are Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. I know Fields didn't go second, but he should have and was always the second rated prospect. They both came into ridiculously bad situations. Ridiculously bad. Trevor Lawrence was coached by a I mean, what, what might genuinely have been the worst single-season coaching job in the history of the NFL in Urban Meyer. Uh, Justin Fields came into a situation where the coach, everyone knew he was a lame duck. It was just horribly handled from upstairs. And then you go into year two, and they don't immediately set the world on fire. And he, I, here I am. Oh, is Justin Fields going to wind up being a bust? Did they ruin him? Oh, is Trevor Lawrence not as good? Stand by. Stand by. Here comes Justin Fields. And now yesterday felt like the beginning of something for Trevor Lawrence. At the risk of overreacting, and I'm not suggesting he's going to look like that every single week, but that Hembo was a, if you watch that game, that was a special performance from Trevor Lawrence. You saw the stuff that everyone is so excited about. You sure did, and it could be the kind of performance that turns their season around. Yes, they're only 4-7. and seven. They have the best scoring margin in their division. They still get Tennessee twice. I would not be stunned if they were alive the last few weeks of the season. I'm kind of with you on that, and certainly they seem as though they are. They have an arrow pointing in the right direction going beyond this year. Number four. Brady and Rodgers are done. I, it, it, I, I told you a few weeks ago, rule those two out at your own risk. I, I said count them out at your own risk. Well, it's no longer risky. Rodgers' team has been done forever. The debate now is whether he should even continue to play this season. If he has ribs, we know he has a thumb. There's nothing left to prove there. But with Brady, that stunned me yesterday. Playing a Cleveland team that was in its last game before getting Watson back and everything else, and everyone has been running the ball down their throats. 
And the Bucks are coming off a couple of wins and a bye week, and I thought they would steamroll them yesterday. So when you take all those things into account, the Bucks now have suffered two inexcusable losses. The Carolina game, whenever that was, five weeks ago, six weeks ago, and then this one. This one, to me, shut the door. So might they still win that terrible division, Hembo? Yeah, they might, because the division is so bad that they might win it at 7-10 and 10 or 8-9 uh, and nine or something like that. But as far as being a legit contender in the NFC, done. Brady, Rodgers, done. The entire year, Tampa's offense has scored 18 touchdowns. The whole year. The Houston Texans are going to pick first in the draft. They're going to have that locked up here in a few weeks. Yeah. They've scored one fewer. That offense is awful. And the re- probably the biggest reason why they're this bad, I'm stunned Brady and that offense have looked this bad. I really am. So there you have it. So that's uh, Greeny's take number four. Number three. My takes from the weekend. I, I tweeted this stat yesterday, and I thought of you, Hembo, when I did it. <laughs> so the Washington Commanders have played 12 games. They have had Carson Wentz start six of them <coughs> and Taylor Heineke start six of them. So the, the, the sample sizes are not only the same, but they're both substantial enough to draw a legitimate conclusion. It's not like they've each started two games. Their record in the six games that Carson Wentz started was 2-4. and four. Their record in the six games that Taylor Heineke has started is 5-1. and one. It is ridiculous. But I will give you the credit because you said to me when they benched, well, Wentz got hurt and they went to Heineke, you said you went out and bet some money on them to make the playoffs. I did. Right? The, the former Carson Wentz factor. Mm-hmm. And you have been 1,000% right. That is four for four. This is now the fourth time since Carson Wentz was in college that his team got considerably better after he got hurt. Sign the guy. He's going to get hurt. Put his backup in, and you're going to win practically every game. Well, it, it, that's got to be over now, right? I mean, I thought Indy was his last chance to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. It seems impossible to me that the next time he gets to start a game, it will not be because someone else gets hurt. You think there are 32 people walking planet Earth right now better at quarterback than Carson Wentz? Definitely. You do? Absolutely. I think Jacoby Brissett is better than him. Who would, Jacoby Brissett's going to be a backup starting this week. True. Going into next season, who would you rather have? Brissett, Jacoby Brissett, for sure. Not even a question. Right? Yes, we could easily name 32 quarterbacks. If Taylor Heineke is better than you, then yes, there are 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL ahead of you. No, there's going to be one genius out there that thinks that he can fix Carson Wentz. No way. No way. Really? You think he's a starter week one next year? I don't think that, but someone in the NFL will. No, no. You believe he will be a starter next year? I do. Okay, that I'm going to bet you okay. on. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll figure out some, some uh, stakes for that. Greeny, and my top five takeaways from the weekend in the NFL. Number two. The Bengals are going to do it again. Uh, the, the, the Bengals are the team no one is paying attention to. But right now, Joe Burrow is freaking dealing. And he did it yesterday without Joe Mixon against a good Tennessee team. And he's doing it without Jamar Chase. And those guys are going to be back. Chase is going to be back. And another one where you have to remember how long a football season is. Because every game is so important, each one feels like a season unto itself. But they're not. Burrow had the appendix, he missed the preseason, he missed the training camp, he was rusty when he came in. So the first couple of weeks you thought, huh, I wonder if Joe Burrow really was kind of a flash in the pan. No, he was not. Joe Burrow is a superstar. He's phenomenal. And the Bengals, Neek sat it on TV with us today, and I think he's right. The Bengals are better than they were a year ago, and a year ago they went to the Super Bowl. This team could wind up there again this year. Do not under any circumstances... 
Put together a list of teams you could see coming out of the AFC and not include Cincinnati. That would be a ridiculous opinion to have. Number one. But then finally, number one, and, and let's let's lose the music on this one because obviously Mike White. Here's the situation because everyone is mad at me. The Jet fans are mad at me for not being more excited and enthusiastic about this. Obviously, I'm delighted with the way they played. But I know the Bears team very, very well. The Bears are a bad defense when they're healthy, and yesterday they weren't. So, like, yesterday was the perfect storm. It was the perfect setup for Mike White to have a great game. The Jets were going to be so motivated. The other guys on that offense were going to be so motivated to play big. Those receivers have been starving for someone who can just play adequately. And the Bears' defense was more than ready to chip in because they're just not good, and yesterday they're not healthy. So Mike White playing a really good game yesterday is not a surprise. That was an, ext- an easily predictable phenomenon. It, it, however, remains incredibly unlikely that Mike White is going to turn into a really good NFL quarterback. Now, could he be an average NFL quarterback? Even that, I think it's less than a 50-50 chance. Now, if he is, then we're good. Because the Jets are good enough, they have enough talent that if this, the rest of this season and next season they have an average NFL quarterback, if Mike White can be the 15, 15th best quarterback in the NFL, the Jets could make a deep playoff run. They could go to the Super Bowl. He, if, he, if he's as good as Sanchez was his first two years, this defense is that kind of good. The weapons on offense are way better than the Jets had those years with Sanchez. Way better. And next year, they're going to be even better. So if that's the answer, then great. But I remain unconvinced that that's going to be the answer. And if he's not, and we're ready to say Zach is not, then the problem is the Jets still don't have their quarterback on their roster. It's certainly not Joe Flacco. So that's the part of me that remains. That's the nagging voice in the back of my head that keeps me from celebrating what otherwise is... A good situation. I mean, on paper, our quarterback was playing badly. We put in someone else. He played really, really well. That in and of itself, taking just that, that's obviously something to be happy about. But I continue to feel as though the other shoe has not dropped on this situation yet. The idea that we've just heard the last of Zach Wilson as the quarterback of the Jets feels unimaginably unlikely. Why are you looking at me like that? Because the psychology of a sportsman is a very interesting thing. I cannot believe that you watched that game yesterday, and that is your biggest takeaway. Who cares what the future is? Enjoy the fact that your backup quarterback won a game that you're getting representative quarterback play, and the fact that the long-term answer might not be on the roster is a good problem to have because you can put in a backup, it can, and you can look like that. That's how good your team is. It is the definition of a good problem to have. Nuno, should I be more excited? I actually like the fact that you're reserved on this because you normally tend to overreact. I think you've done that a few times this uh, football season. Yeah, Um, and in every football season. (laughs) Yes, but uh, specifically this one where the Jets are actually pretty good. I think you... I think the reason you're conflicted is because you did take this guy, Zach Wilson, number two. You had all these high hopes, as you told Dom in the first segment. And if they continue to play well and win games, you'll enjoy it. But at the end of the day, you'll still have the same issue that you came into the season, not knowing who your future quarterback is, and you're stuck. And I understand that. So I think you have to enjoy it. 
hope for the best, but not expect anything other than, you know, making the playoffs and maybe when, you know, and, and enjoying that. Look, he's he's a 6'5", 27-year-old kid who was a fifth-round pick of the Cowboys in 2018. Um, he was also a baseball player. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, and the reason I'm saying all these things is because I keep having to look him up because I don't know anything about Mike White. The future of the Jets was supposed to be Zach Wilson, and before him it was supposed to be Sam Darnold. And if it's neither of them, then I just I struggle to – I get it. If you're saying to me, Greeny, you just can't have nice things, right. I get it. I get it. Is that what you're saying to me? Exactly what I'm saying. Bubba, who's, am, am I wrong here? Should I just be celebrating? Should I be jumping up and down for joy that the Jets have found a quarterback and that we could make a deep playoff run with him? That we're going to go into a game in January, we're going to play against Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or two other way he's playing or Joe Burrow in this ridiculously hard to navigate AFC and my quarterback is going to be Mike White and I should feel good about that. That's how I should feel? I mean, let's not get crazy here. I mean, the the Mike White uh, history right now is one good game followed up by immediate bad game. So let's see what he does in his next games before we make any rash decisions here. But they have Minnesota and Buffalo so the next two weeks. They they have Minnesota and Buffalo the next two weeks. I don't know. And by the real quick, what is uh, Las Vegas telling you that the Jets are only a three point dog going to Minnesota at least right now with that opening line? The Jets are so good. They had to. They benched a five and two quarterback that was so bad that he almost had the yips. If Mike White can be the 20th best quarterback in the NFL from here to the end of the season, you're going to make the playoffs and probably win a playoff game. That's how good this team is. You can have nice things. Enjoy the ride. It's all about expectations, right? Right now, you, you, you bring in the backup quarterback. You, I told you last week he's going to be pretty good. And as good as, uh, for, excuse me, for as bad as the Bears' defense is, you can even adjust for that, even if you adjust for that. It was still the best offensive game the Jets have had in the last two years. Here's the only thing I'm going to say. You're right. All of you are right. But here's where I do overreact, okay? Next year, not this year. This year is found money. This year is, is, this is way ahead of schedule. I want to be a Super Bowl team next year. I think the Jets have enough talent to be a, a legitimate Super Bowl contender in the season of 2023. And they, I need a really, really, really good quarterback to feel like I can do that because the AFC has a ton of them. And if you're telling me my guy is going to be a former fifth-round pick of the Dallas Cowboys, who who no one when you when you Wikipedia the name Mike White, he's not even the first person who comes up. Who is by the way an actor? I don't even know who he is. The point of it is, I think it's Mike White. It, it, I mean, it's, 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 it's a good point. It's a, it's an actor named Bad Mike question. White. It's a different Mike White. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. A grainy presented by Progressive Insurance for a job you'll love. Visit progressive.com slash careers. You guys are kind of winning me over. I have been during that last commercial break there, sort of won over to the idea that I should be more excited than I am about where my team sits at quarterback. I'll get back to that as we go. But first, Nuno did something different today. What's going on, Nuno? Not much, Greeny. Nuno is a unique personality. There's just that je ne sais quoi. He puts notes on all of the games into the Google Doc for me. I'm definitely a savant. And I like it. I just enjoy it. Nuno's Notes. Ah, sure. Let's do it. All right, so Nuno, normally we do this in hour number two because Nuno does all his NFL notes, and I read them in the second hour of our Monday show. This week he actually did Nuno's notes, the college edition, and there are quite a few things that jump out to me and are worthy of note. First of all, I'm just going to read you some of his notes, and everybody feel free to jump in. He writes, Caleb Williams won the Heisman on Saturday night. He's the quarterback at USC. Do we have any disagreement about that? Is he clearly going to win this award? Yes, he's going to win the award. We're all good with that. For sure. C.J. Stroud lost that award the moment he lost to Michigan. That's just how that award works. And next thing he writes, Jim Harbaugh, Nuno writes, I was one, meaning him, of the many people who was wrong on Jim. If they win the title, should he move on? I have been saying for the longest time, back when Harbaugh got hired, and I said he will be the best coach in the Big Ten at the time that he hired it, because he has proven it everywhere he's gone. He is an outstanding coach. He was an outstanding coach at San Diego, and he was an outstanding coach at Stanford, and he was an outstanding coach of the San Francisco 49ers. And there were a few bumps in the road along the way at Michigan, and so many geniuses wanted him run out of town on a rail. And now, here we are, where Jim Harbaugh has proven to be exactly what I said he would be, the best coach in the Big Ten, and I have said he will not go back to the NFL until and unless he winds up getting that team to the top of the mountain. Back-to-back trips to the playoff is pretty close to that. So could I see him at some point down the road entertaining that again? I know we had that flirtation with Minnesota and all the rest of that. I never thought he'd leave without getting them back there. I think he was put off by them making him take a pay cut a couple of years ago, but one way or another, I think Harbaugh... I think Jim Harbaugh has proven to everybody he is, Nuno, what I said he was, and that is an absolutely elite football coach. Yeah, and I think, and he's justified everything, right? He's justified the patience. He's justified, I know the, the, the pay cut, but like, he's just the faith that everyone's put into him and that he's gotten this right at this point in time. 
he has gotten it very right. So there you have it. Michigan, regardless of what happens in their game against Purdue this weekend, which they should win easily, they're going to the playoff. Ohio State overwhelmingly likely is not. And that's when I say, or what I meant when I said, that the dumbest thing I heard all weekend long, I heard thousands of times. And that is because Ryan Day's name was trending with people calling for his job and suggesting they need to bring back Urban Meyer or try and get Mike Vrabel out of Tennessee. Good luck with that to come back and coach at Ohio State for a man who going into this game on Saturday was 35-1 and in the Big Ten going into that game. I understand the two losses have been unsightly and they're the two most important games to the fans. But you got to be better than that. You cannot be running a coach out of town based on that. You've seen what this could look like if you get this thing wrong. Ryan Day is not getting it wrong. Remember last year when Jim Harbaugh, after he beat Ryan Day, said this guy got to start on third base? Yes. Essentially inherit a program that Urban Meyer gave to him on a silver platter? Yes, that's correct. I don't think that's fundamentally false. Now, to be clear, Ryan Day is a really, really good coach. But for the second straight year, he got blown out by a team with way fewer good players than he had. And it wasn't just like that it happened. It's how it happened. His team got outrushed 430 to 24 in the second half of those two games. They got smushed. And, like they, and, and the way that Michigan did it is Harbaugh like painstakingly built his team to win the Big Ten. Ryan, they built his team to win the national championship. But you can't do one necessarily without the other, and that's why these fans are so incensed right now. With the well, the, the, we do the best fan of the month here, and, and I don't think that the Ohio State fans are proving to be that. It's brought to you by Dr. Pepper. <laughs> it ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. I, I just be, you know, Look, I always root for the Big Ten. If you listen to me, you know that. Just because I would love to see it, I would love to see Ohio State wind up getting into the playoff and winning the championship with all of these fans who want him fired. You want your coach fired? You may wind up a week from Sunday. Well, yeah, a week from yesterday, you might up be wind up being one of the four teams that gets into this thing. You could win the national championship and you want your coach fired. I mean, at, at some point, look, I understand we live in a ridiculous world. But Jim Harbaugh would have been fired 10 times already yeah. by the time we got to that. Ryan Day just got there. He just Got there. He's 35-2 and two in the Big Ten, and you want to fire him. It doesn't make any sense to me. And then uh, one more question that Nuno puts in here that I like. Is it too soon to wonder whether Dabo Sweeney will win another championship or not? I guess it isn't. But here's what I'll say, Nuno. Dabo Sweeney has achieved what he's achieved because he had great quarterbacks back-to-back, right? He had Deshaun, and then he had Lawrence, who were both unbelievable college quarterbacks, and he thought he had the next one. And that's this kid, DJ Uolungalale, who has just turned out not to be that at all. So if he, I, I am not, I'm not writing off Dabo at all, Nuno. I just think he's got to get, he's got to be right on the next quarterback that he picks because he got this one wrong. That makes sense? It does. But my concern with Dabo is the fact that he's been very outspoken about NIL and things of that nature. Yeah. So getting those guys to come to your school, I just wonder. I, he has engendered some bad feeling in certain quarters. I agree with that. It could wind up hurting him. We'll continue with this and more in as we continue. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.